This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. Bohemia. I'm your Dungeon Master Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, sure foot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. From crit to zip. From one little sip. Oh, I almost said from crit to nitwit, but then in the at the last second I decided zip. I like it. I like it. Both were good. Thank you. Nice to have a, a peek behind the screen. Wow. Yeah. I just figured people have been asking, what is your writing process? What is your method? <laughs> and finally, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold, the fifth, last of his name, the prodigal son who's not having fun. Mm. Poor baby. <laughs> He's in hell. Hell is bad. But like you as a Turns player out. are having fun though, right? Oh, I'm having a freaking blast. Okay, cool. Just like his Murph might have felt really sad if he felt I like you were having fun. I love this shit. Murph is bullying you, man. Yeah. I'll edit out anything you say it's negative just... against anything uh, about me in the show. This is the hardest work it would be to bully anyone. <laughs> I wrote a tragic backstory for you, loser. <laughs> Stop it! Oh, leave me alone! So much work I've put into making your <laughs> fictional dad damn. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do a little recap. So last week, uh, you descended from the lust layer of hell down to gluttony, only to find yourselves caught in the belly of a giant beast as acid rose below you and strange hungry monsters chased you. You were able to puncture the beast from the inside and escape, but were caught in a terrible storm and swallowed by the ground beneath you as you were dragged into the depths of hell. You heard the voice of Ilsaid vow to send you all to your own personal hell. Hard One found himself in a cave full of riches with his nemesis Wilhelm Bronzebeard, now in the form of a covetous dragon searching for the lost Bronzebeard Kingshammer. Moonshine found herself in an area that looked to be covered in Crickrod, learning from a dying Myconid that Maribel's spores had created a deadly clone who then kidnapped Pawpaw. 
And finally, Beverly found himself in a city of holy buildings, set aflame, and came face to face with his father. Bev Sr. offered to join forces in the battle against Theala, but Bev stood his ground and said he needed to stick with his friends. As a response, Bev Sr. drew his sword, and that's where we are now. <sighs> okay. That being said, we are not going to start with Beverly. Oh, thank God. We are going to start with... Let's say Moonshine. I feel like everybody's wondering where Pawpaw's at. Yeah. Moonshine, you feel where Pawpaw is. You see in the distance, much like um, Mirabelle's hideout in the um, actual crick, you do see these giant capped mushrooms that form like a dark cave. Okay. Am I in fungal form right now? Yes. All right. I'm just... I'm beating feet towards my precious rodent. Sweet. Um, Moonshine, (laughs) you run forward. um, And I will say uh, everyone is at full health with all of their um, stuff. You guys have... um, Moonshine, you have just absorbed this um, myconid who gave you uh, his powers and joined your fungal network. And you are feeling powerful. Welcome to the network, baby. Sounds like a cult. Yeah. Beverly, you are um, inspired by your um, holy mission and um, a hard one. You've, you've had a good display of faith from um, uh, Moradin. A third wind. Yeah. Um, so, Moonshine, you rush forward, and, um, yeah, you see this um, fungal cave. You see a little bit of, like, fog and mist from the various um, poisonous spores inside. What do you do? Gust of wind. Disperse the fog. Um, Moonshine, <laughs> uh, you cast gust of wind. You uh, disperse the fog. Um, you see inside this fungal cave, and you see that the walls and floor are covered in mycelium, um, this network of branch-like fungi that look like spider webs. Uh, in the center of it all, connected to the very fabric of the cave, is a fungal being. Looks like a more crude version of Maribel. Uh, instead of being something that started as human and became a fungal monster, this is something that started as fungi and is trying to replicate- Become a fun gal. A human, yeah, trying to become <laughs> a fun gal. Um, and you see this monster- I'm so um, sorry. I'm so sorry. Looks like Maribel with like the webbed dress, but face is kind of like, everything's not quite right. Just like the uh, one eye is a little too low, other eye is a little too high. The hair isn't quite right. Um, nothing is too proportion. Um, it looks at you and goes, we are mother. Mother wants to kill the crick. We must kill the crick. Laura, you are just one step to the left of beautiful. <laughs> Let's have this out. Because you know what? My name is Moonshine Sabin, and I'm here to fucking protect the crick on every single fucking plane. You hear, uh, Papa uh, cheers you on, um, and you see him at the back of the cave um, like a fly caught in a spider's nest. Hmm. Um, oh. Papa caught in this fungal network <laughs> up against the wall. <laughs> this is so brutal. Uh, and then we're going to cut over to hard one. Baby, I'm getting you out of that web. <laughs> okay, we're going to turn that web into a tutu and you're going to dance your way out of here. <laughs> cut over to hard one. Hard one. Um, Wilhelm Bronzebeard has not noticed you yet. You sense that this stalactite is hiding the Bronzebeard King's Hammer, uh, 60 feet in the air. 
Okay. <clears throat> you know, I think it's your destiny to get a hammer through the goddamn skull. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you see the uh, dragon Wilhelm Bronzebeard turns up and goes, Who said that? Um, looks, locks eyes with you, and he goes, Hard one, Surefoot. It surely is hell if I have to look at your face. Yeah, hey, you must have lived a pretty good life to find yourself a dragon in this fucking cave, right? <laughs> Maybe it's not so bad after all. I suppose if I can't find the Bronzebeard King's hammer, I'll just have to take yours. You're going to have to get it from me and my daddy's. I don't That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they uh, they fly out. Uh, hard one, you draw your hammer. Thousands of other people around, but they are all just in their own little world digging through these coins. Uh, and you see Wilhelm Bronzebeard launches himself off of the gold pile, begins flying towards you. I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative. Whew. Okay. Wow. Ah. Holy Ooh, hell. I like that. 23. 13. And me. Just kidding. No spawn. No spawn. 17. And me. <laughs> okay. So the way I'm going to do this, we are going to run three separate one-on-one -on -one combats as wow. one encounter. Uh, the way Ooh. I've organized this, um, we're going to start with Moonshine because she's at the top of the encounter. The monsters that you guys are fighting will go based on whether or not they beat your initiative. Great. So Moonshine is going to go before this fungal monster because she beats the fungal monster's initiative. Great. You're a goddamn hero, Brian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying my best. Okay, so Moonshine, you are first. You see um, Pawpaw uh, trapped in this web and this um, uh, fake Maribel uh, looking at you. All right, pretender. I must destroy you. Kill the crick. Become the Meemaw. We are mother. Mother is Meemaw. All right, pretender. Pretend this doesn't hurt. <laughs> and then I do Guardian of Nature. And so I attack with advantage. And because I have elven accuracy, I get to re-roll one of them. Okay. And does a 19, I mean, does a 29 hit. 29, yes. <laughs> so I do an extra D6 of force damage. I also do an extra D6 of spores damage. Now, tell me ahead of time so I don't roll it. Does poison damage not affect this monster? Moonshine, go ahead and, and um, give me a wisdom check. <clears throat> 23. Moonshine. As you, you, you know, you fought Maribel. You know that when you fight these fungal monsters and stuff, they usually have resistance to poison. As you reach deep within yourself, now that you have these Maribel spores uh -huh. as part of- um, My network. As part of your network, as you do your spores damage, you hear a voice in your head go, you can use the power of death to defend life. And you do acid damage instead of poison damage. <gasps> All right. <laughs> 26 and then another 18. Wow. <laughs> Can Moonshine fight my dragon? <laughs> Moonshine, you rush forward. You swing into this false Maribel. There's a burst of spores. You hear a bunch of them break off into these little mushroom monsters. Mother, mother, mother. 
uh, as they fall apart. Um, and then you spores, and it does this rotten, decaying acid damage. Um, the most powerful, severe spores you've ever done. Yes! You see, much like when you fought Maribel, this monster has these three pseudopods and starts um, whipping them at you. Ooh, that is a natural five. That is not going to do it. Mm. Uh, that's a 20 to hit. That does hit. Okay, 20 hits. The second one hits. And then... Does a 19 hit? No. Okay, so uh, just it hits... It whiffs big. Once. <laughs> oh, once not even close. With the pseudopods, that is 19 damage. Um, and then you see this fungal monster opens her mouth and goes, Spores, you just like mother, just like mother, um, and vomits out this uh, poison damage at you. Um, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. 20. That is a pass. You don't even uh, you don't even take half. Um, you dodge out of the way. You um, roll bitch, back. Bitch, you think this is my first experience with poison? I know more about poison than you. Don't call mother a bitch. Well, if mother's acting like a bitch, I'm gonna fuck call her a bitch. <laughs> we are mother. <laughs> Just like twitching, it doesn't like isn't totally. God, there. You are so sad. I almost want to give you a child. <laughs> give me child. Uh, turns over to Papa and pets him up against the wall. No! You keep your hands off him. That's my child. Um, then we are going to cut over to Hard One and Wilhelm. Wilhelm beat your initiative. God damn it. Um, so this dragon uh, is going to fly forward. Um, first thing it's going to do is use its fire breath. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw, Hard One. 22. That is a pass. You are just going to take half of this. 59 damage, halved. Oh, good lord. So that's just going to be 29. Okay. Uh, then that is your turn. <laughs> I guess I'm in heaven after all. I get to kill you and get a king's hammer. Hey, not so fast. Uh, daddies, let's get this guy. Does a 19 hit him? Uh, 19 does hit him. And as you run up through the fire, dodging to the side, run up with your hammer, um, the dwarven daddies are going to take cracks at him, so he's going to roll a save. 13, so it's a fail. Go ahead and roll your three d8s. Don't worry, Bronzebeard. You're still in hell. <laughs> They're going to do 10 damage. Nice. Fuck you, Bronzebeard. You're not even the real king, man. <laughs> <laughs> what impossible. <laughs> They're kind of right, man. <laughs> Uh, then how much damage is your attack? 19 damage. 19 damage. Um, swing into him. Holy hammer of Moradin. It doesn't feel good to be hit with it, right? You just want to hold it? <laughs> Give it to me. 22 to hit. Uh, hits. This is what you want to hold? Uh, 20 damage. Uh, damn. Go off, kings. Go off, kings. And I beefed it with one. Yikes. <gasps> Um, you piss yourself a little bit. You're still <laughs> a little bit afraid of him, maybe, just from your time it's as a teenager. Hardwired in me that I always think he's going to walk in on me feeling up his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we're going to cut over to Beverly and his father. Uh, you see this hellish landscape. Um, everything is aflame. Uh, Bev, your dad beat you to the jump. Um, he has mm. pulled out his sword. As soon as you defy him, um, he just screams out, You never... Listen, Beverly runs forward with his sword. He is going to use a bonus action to cast Staggering Smite. Uh, and then he's going to take a swing at you with his sword uh, amongst the fire. 20 to hit. 
Doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. <gasps> Whiffs uh, big yeah. time. Roll back out of the way. I listen. I just don't like what you're trying to say. Don't you dare talk back to me, Bev. Uh, second attack is going to hit. Mm. So the staggering smite is going to do 12 damage and then make a wisdom saving throw. Don't embarrass me in front of my dad. I embarrass myself in front of my dad. <laughs> wisdom save. Oh, my wisdom save's okay. Uh, 14 plus 4, 18. 18 is going to do it. Yes, wow. I was thinking. Even a high-level paladin, right? That, Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you just take the 12 damage. Nice. Um, but you uh, steal yourself. You are not too rattled, um, but then you are still going to take his longsword damage. 25 damage. Oh, okay. On top of that. Right. Yeah. That's a spanking. And then he is going to take... <laughs> Usually against corporal punishment, Bev, but in this case, I think you've earned a spanking. Listen to yourself. Uh, he rolls a natural three on the next one. <laughs> uh, he's resisting. I can uh, feel it deep inside. That is your turn, Bev. Can I do an insight check to see if I can determine what sort of uh, energy my dad is fighting with? Whether it be radiant or uh, necrotic or something like that? He's necrotic. Your, your, dad's, necrotic. your dad's a dang devil. Oh, boy. A dang devil, Bev. <laughs> Just don't say it like that. I'm a dang devil. Oh, well, that's worse. I'm that's a even devil, worse. and I'm okay with it. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have emotions anymore, Bev. Oh. I'm okay with everything. You know, Dad, despite it all, it's really nice to roughhouse with you again. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, oh. enjo not enjoying it. Not even enjoying a rough house? Who are you? What have you done with my dad? If we were in the pool and I was throwing you around, I'd try to drown you, you little rat. Oh. I can feel just the truth in his words, and it's staying so hard. Harder than any smite. Um, okay. Uh, I am going to draw upon the power of my friends, Empalor, and cast Haste. Uh, I gather holy energy in my hands and I apply it upon my yippy skippy boots, turning them into the fanciest, most golden boat shoes you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are ostentatious, Bev. They're quarter loafers. How much oh, you spend on those? Very gold <laughs> you don't got that kind of money, Bev. I have. Actually, we I do. Am, I am rich in friendship, Dad. Also, we're really rich in real life. You see, loaded. they're penny loafers, uh, and on the left shoe, there's a coin with Hard One's face, and on the right shoe, there's a coin with Moonshine's Aww. face. Oh, <laughs> I hate that something. Mm -hmm. Balnor's on the, the soles. I'm going to pill for those coins. <laughs> they look valuable. Um, and then as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Vow of Enmity on my dad. Sweet. Cool. Wow. That is D and D in a nutshell. That really, that really sums up D and D. I cast vow of enmity on my, my dad. dad. <laughs> yeah, there we I have mean, it. It's like in the real world, I would maybe send him a stern text, but in D and D, nope. Yeah, and not okay. to not to o teacher myself, but since you cast haste. Don't you get an extra action that you can use to make one attack? Oh, Is does it? that happen this turn? I think so, Let's right? Yeah, it's, it's I just would haste. think so. I guess I'll do an attack. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, this is my dad. Uh, I cannot goof in front of him. Uh, I'm going to use true strike. Oh, yeah. You get to do that as a free action. Yep. All right, cool. <laughs> Shout out to the Duke. Oh, <laughs> so poetic and terrible. Oh, boy. Wow, there it was. You're um, going to beef it, Bev. <laughs> I'm not gonna beef it. Just like you did at T-Ball. I feel good, I feel good, it's gonna. Sometimes you are a little overbearing and that causes me to beef it. I get in my own head. 
Did you get a nat one, which is a nat twenty? I knew it! I knew it! Holy I was like, this is gonna be a twenty. I just know it is. So you 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 crit because of the of the blessing because of the 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 cursed blessing. Because of the cursed juice. You did drugs at a a casino in hell. I drank some weird booze, and now I'm gonna beat you up, Dad. This is who I am now. Jesus, you so you crit. I crit. Um, What kind of smite would you like to do? I'm gonna do a divine smite like I do. I'm not gonna do a fourth level because I want to hold that for something. I'm gonna do a third level smite. Seventy-three damage. Holy shit, <laughs> Daddy! Your dad rushes forward, takes a couple swings at you. You dodge one. You get hit with a staggering smite. Um, you resist. Your equilibrium's thrown off for a second, but you steal yourself. Sword comes up as you block his next strike. Um, you cast haste on yourself. You speed up. You parry and you stab into him. Explosion of holy energy as he staggers back. I'm sorry. Are you though? That was pretty badass. You stabbed your dad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. This hurts me more than it hurts you. I don't know. That hurt a lot. <laughs> Did look pretty bad. I'm sorry, Papa. That is back up to Moonshine. I'm going to try my feet, which is that if I do minus five to an attack, I get plus ten to damage. Shit. Okay. And since I'm rolling with advantage, getting elven accuracy, it's the uh, best chance I can get. All right, get. go for it. Does a 24 hit? It does. <laughs> that evil cackle. That evil Axford cackle. <laughs> Cackling more than Maribel. 42 damage. Jesus. And then I spores him for another 18. Oh my God. <laughs> Woo, I'm a great weapon fighter, baby. <laughs> uh, you, uh, a bunch more of these spores explode off of this pretender Maribel. Mother will get you. We will get you. We are mother. Uh, swings pseudopods at you. First one, natural four. That's a big miss. That is a crit mm. on the second one. Oh, and that I... is a 25 on the last one. So that is two hits. Bring it on. Come on. Try and get what I got on you, huh? Based on your first round, I don't think you can. I shouldn't talk like this. <laughs> 37 on the crit, 20 on the regular attack. And then go ahead and do a dexterity saving throw as she tries to vomit spores at you. Nine. That is a fail. You take 20 poison damage. Okay. That is Wilhelm Bronzebeard's turn. Um, We are back in the, um, you guys, by the way, are all in um, different layers of hell. We are back in greed. Okay. Makes sense. (laughs) Or as I call it, heaven. Give me that hammer, boy. You're going to have to come and take it, you ugly dragon. Um, he is going to try to take it from oh, you. I, oh, hey, I was joking. <laughs> Go ahead and do an opposed strength check. I am going to use a luck point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 20, not nat. 20 wins. Um, you're able Ooh. to yank it back. I'm going to say that, that was his bite attack. He's going to take uh, two claw attacks at you. Give it to me. That's my hammer. should be mine. You know, you're desperate. It's very unappealing. Uh, that's <laughs> 21 to hit. That just hits. Uh, uh, 21 to hit and a 30 to hit. So Those two both hit. claw attacks hit. 29 damage total. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tie my hair up in a hellish... Uh, hair bun and uh, give him some some hellish rebuke there. He's immune to fire. 
Okay. <laughs> I I'm love just gonna, it, boy. Well, I am going to leave my hair up in the bun because the top knot looks <laughs> awesome. Good. This smells That's a, a dwarven little... top knot. Take it down. I'm more of a dwarf than you, you fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he looks super offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is he a dwarf-sized dragon? Uh, no, he's a big old dragon. Oh. It, Bronzebeard is one of the kings in my hammer, right? Um, yeah. Cool. Hey, what do you think of your loser ancestor here? <laughs> yeah, you, you you stupid dragon. Whoa. How dare you? That's How dare you great, turn my great, family great, against great me? Grandmother, man. <laughs> I, I, your family? You tried. To, you, you killed your fucking daughter. Uh, I didn't kill. I, I just hired someone. To, I mean, I, I was doing it for the good of my name. I'm going to hit him right in the mouth with the hammer. Sweet. <laughs> 29 hit. Uh, 29 hits. 20 damage. Sweet. I'll keep it going. 28 to hit. 15 damage. Nice. Crit. 19, not a 20. <laughs> 19. This is what I want to do oh, forever. No. You're edging. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> Walking that tightrope. 36 damage. And he passed his save, but you can still roll your 3d8s and he'll just take half. My dad's rolled pretty bad. <laughs> uh, that's only a five damage. Five damage, so... Uh, but it, let's so just say two. it all came from his great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. <laughs> yeah, just uh, Bronzebeard runs forward. Stupid guy talking about who's a dwarf, who's not a dwarf, walking around, he's a freaking dragon. Stupid dragon. <laughs> I just pounded on him with a hammer. <laughs> Damn, cold damn. Bronzebeard's pretty mad, huh? Hadn't invented insults yet. Well, it's just me and them going in on him. Uh, that is back over to Bev Sr. Okay. And Bev Jr. Um, in heresy. Uh, you see Ugh. Bev Sr. looks at you and he goes, I guess I'll have to get a bit tricky to beat you, young pup. Um, and he's going to use his face step ability. You see he flies back into the broken window in the fiery chapel. Uh, you see he summons an orb of fire and chucks it at you. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I was hoping it would be that because I can use my elven shield to add plus three. Oh yeah, cool. Also, I get uh, advantage on dexterity saving throws with haste. So let me roll that again because that was a five. 15. That is not going to do it. Uh, so you, although half of it is fire damage, yeah. half of it is necrotic damage. Ooh. So you take 16 fire damage. That's mm -hmm. already halved. And 35 necrotic damage. So you take 51 damage total. Wow. And go ahead and give me a concentration check. Oh. Shout out to the two crew. Jesus. Oh. Um, fireball explodes, breaks your concentration. Ugh. You no longer have haste. You see your dad disappears into this fiery chapel. <laughs> uh, You're finally learning how to goof. That is your turn. Okay. I guess I'll run into the building. Okay. Actually, I want to I wanna kind of like slowly walk in, kind of taking in my surroundings, making sure he's not going to jump me. Sweet. Um, um, you, you um, As you enter... You recognize mm -hmm. this as being the exact chapel that um, you went to growing up, but it is it is just on fire and destroyed. You see the um, uh, statue of Pelor holding the beach ball. His head has been removed. Uh, you see all of the moss and the like flower beds down the aisle um, is all burnt and singed, uh, and there's just smoke and fire everywhere. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check to try to find your dad. Here we go. Uh, 18? 
Um, 18, you are able to locate him because of your sense evil, but he's mm -hmm. like kind of hiding in this like black smoke. I think he probably knows that I know where he is, or at least like he knows what my abilities are. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of like start walking towards him and I say, it doesn't have to be like this, dad. Just resist, resist what's calling to you. And, and then together we can take down Theala. It's just not the order you want, but we can still achieve so much. It doesn't have to be like this, especially here of all places. This is where the sweet salt water of Pelor baptized me, Dad. Come on. Uh, you see he steps forward out of the smoke. You recognize, like, a look of concern on his face, and then he just looks up at you and he goes, I don't remember that at all. The tears that roll down my face double as a touch hand spell <laughs> uh, as I try to hold it together. Um, so I'm going to use this turn to just heal myself back up. Okay, great. That is back up to moonshine. I think I'm just, uh, I think I'm just banging again. Okay. Clang and bang. 26 hit. 26 does hit. 32. Spores are for 18, and then I'm gonna bonus word or bonus action healing word myself at a fifth level. Wow. <laughs> uh, then that is the pretender's turn. Come on, bring it on, come on. You know, Maribel couldn't kill me either. Mother can kill anyone, mother if, kills if every creek elf. Honestly, right now you're trying to be her. If you really wanna be her, you would also fall to my sword. Um, you hear a voice in your head go, um, now. You're my niece, so I'm gonna what? try to- Are you here? I, you have my spores in you. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, was just, kinda, I was using your name. Is this how you talk about me when I'm not topic. around? I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, this creature I'm fighting, I do not believe is the most intelligent, so I do not feel as though I'm just trying to go them. Name. I'm trying to go them, trying to get them to an emotional space. It's sort of a battle tactic. I'm sure you're familiar. <laughs> I, anyways, I promise when I get home, I'm going to write, uh, Maribel goes, spores. <laughs> <laughs> One, you, two, three, spore. Yeah. You hear her glaring at you. <laughs> I'll uh, be right by you. Uh, takes first pseudopod attack. That is only an 18. <laughs> misses. Uh, next one is going to hit. That's a 22. And the last one misses. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> uh, that is 20 wow, damage. fun. And then go okay. ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw as once again she tries to vomit on you. Mother vomits. <laughs> Fail. 32 damage. Motherfucker, now I don't get to do anything fun on my next turn. Oh. That is back to greed, Wilhelm and hard one. Uh, Wilhelm is going to roll to see if he gets his fire uh, breath back, and he does, but he's gonna hold off for now. He is going to, once again, try to grab your hammer. Go ahead and give Leave me it alone, uh, an opposed strength check. 17. This is a 23 for Wilhelm. Um, hard one, as you go to swing into him one of the times, um, he launches forward, bites down on your wrist, um, you lose your grip, and the hammer falls down. He uses one of his claws to grab it. Um, and you see as his claws go over it, it like sinks into um, some of the coins and is like covered by one of his claws. Uh, and then he's going to use the other claw to attack you. 
Uh, that is a four. You dodge out of the way. You do a, a handspring, a, a back handspring. I sure do. Um, <laughs> that is your turn, hard one. Are my dwarf daddies back in the hammer now that I'm not holding it anymore? I'm going to say it breaks your concentration, so the dwarf daddies are are gone for the moment. All right, cool. Uh, we had a good run. I am going to... I am going to throw my javelin at the stalactite that has the other <laughs> king's hammer in it. Fucking hell yeah. Um, <laughs> go ahead and make an attack roll. I'm going to use a luck point. Okay. Does an 18 hit the stalactite? It does. <laughs> yes. I'm going to, maybe I'll call, I'm going to call lightning on that. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's like a, it's a big, to... it's a big sturdy rock. Like exploding it with some kind of magic is much better than just throwing, you know. Ugh. Okay. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try to explode it with a bunch of stuff. This is some Thor shit. It's so good. <laughs> 27 damage. Hard one. You throw your javelin, it hits the stalactite, there's an instant crack in the stone, um, and it begins to shift, and then there's an explosion of lightning as a king's hammer, identical to your own, except glowing orange instead of blue, begins falling from the ceiling and Wilhelm looks up at it. How did you know that was there? How long have you been looking for this thing? I found it in like three <laughs> seconds. Uh, flies down. Um, you can make an athletics check to uh, grab it. That's exactly what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to use my final luck point to uh, undo that nat one. Whoa. Dude. 20 not nat. 20 not nat. You catch it in the air. Uh, you've only used... <laughs> You've only used one attack. You can do two more with the hammer. Fuck yeah. Were you looking for this? Let go of that. That's mine. Uh, 23 to hit. Does, uh, I assume it does the same kind of damage. Yes, it, it, uh, that hits. Yes, it does. Um, it uh, it will do a D6 of um, fire damage and a D10. Uh, he's usually immune to fire damage, but from the hammer, um, it bypasses his resistances. Cool. So that's 19 damage on the first, or on the yeah, on the first attack, but my second overall. And then does a, a uh, an 18 does not hit him. And 18 does not hit him, no. I'm going to use my action surge and keep on hitting him with his own hammer. Sweet. <laughs> uh, 17 doesn't hit. Neither does a 16. Ooh, but a 28 will. Super does. 22 damage. Wilhelm is starting to look messed up, and he is frazzled. It should be rejecting you outright. You're not a real dwarf. Basically, like, I have two hammers, man. And you I have one of your hammers. I have the other hammer. You see, uh, as he goes to, like, lift it up with his claw, the hammer is like a magnet drawn to you, and he's having to, like, hold it down. It's <laughs> like it, it is rejecting him, the Coldane hammer. Ugh. So sorry to see that. What? No, it's not. I'm just holding it like this is how I hold hammers. Really? There's nothing weird about this. The floor. I'm not being weird. <laughs> it's going well. Anytime you have to say I'm not being weird. Not being weird. <laughs> Having a normal one. That is back up to Bev and Bev Sr. Mm. Bev Sr. is once again going to cast Staggering Smite Ugh. and rush forward at you. Takes his first Bring attack. It. That is only a 16 to hit. I misses. misses. Uh, you block with your sword. Second attack is a 27. That is going to hit. hit. 
and his last attack is going to miss. So just okay. the one. I am going to need you to make a wisdom saving okay. throw for Staggering Smite. Come on. Don't disappoint your dad. Uh, I'm going to reroll that one. Yikes. That's a lucky little halfling. You've taught me well, father. 11 plus 4, 15. Okay, so that is a fail. You uh, have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks and can't take reactions until the end of your next turn. Wow. Question. Yes. If I have Val of Enmity, does that cancel out the disadvantage? Yes. So you will just won't have advantage. Okay. And then you are going to take 13 damage from the Staggering Smite and then another 27 damage of just necrotic and longsword damage. Okay. Huh. And then that is your turn again. All right. Um, so we're in this chapel. Yep. I kind of like gesture around like, you don't remember any of this? <laughs> I used to fall asleep in the pew over there. I would I would draw in the hymnal book. You, you have to remember. Bev, did you pay attention in any of your classes in anything? I am an anti-paladin. I am a devil, Beverly. While he's talking, I attack him. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> um, the first thing I read in the book was the chapter about this. Yeah. I flipped right to it. Right. Is there anything I would know about my dad and his condition and just what's happening right now that would help me here? Your your dad, um, much like Maribel, your dad is not your dad anymore. Okay. Your dad, he retains the parts of his personality that are the worst things about him. Mm -hmm. um, and then other than that, he's just a devil that serves Ilsaid. But he's does he still have a soul? No. Ilset has his soul. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. I guess I attack. <laughs> cool. Oh, oh, um, oh, I guess I'll, I'll kill my dad. <laughs> it's real nice to be you over here in the, in the cave with an unambiguous fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, does a 20 hit? 20 does hit. Whew. Actually, right. you know what? He's going to use his reaction um, and parry at six days AC. He moves Shit. out of the way. Fudge you, dad. What yeah. did you did you just say the F word, Bev? No, I said you're fudge. grounded. I said fudge, fudge is the F word. You're not even allowed to say fudge. What? I can't say fudge. No, you can't say fudge. I can't freaking say fudge. You can say fudge when you're 18. This is bullhunk. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers the arguments that you've had. He doesn't remember any of the good stuff. But he, I remember telling you you can't say even say dang until you're 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's ringing way too true. Um, I'll go ahead and attack again. Yeah. Okay, uh, 25. That is going to hit. And is he going to parry or am I good? Uh, he can't parry again. That's Oof. a reaction. All right, I'm going to use a branding smite and a divine smite. I'm going to do that double smite, little smite sandwich if you don't mind. One of those uh, late night dad sandwiches, but made of <laughs> radiant energy. You dare use the power of the dads <laughs> against me. <laughs> I've taught well. I've encountered many fathers on this journey in my quest to save your life. Uh, that's going to be 55 damage to me, Papa. Wow. Okay. Explosion of holy energy. He doesn't like that one <laughs> bit. There's a faint glimmer of Pelor shoving a sandwich into his mouth. <laughs> that is back up to you, Moonshine. Do I got a sense if a mushroom, if fungus counts as a plant? Yeah, I would say, I would say so. Don't at me. Okay. <laughs> then I think instead of doing the smart thing. Okay. I'm going to go big. Okay. I, I love, love it. it. Today, This is the episode to go big. Well, it might be my death. Okay. I'm going to cast Blight at a sixth level. Okay. 
which if the, if you target a plant creature or a magical plant, it makes the saving throw with disadvantage and the spell deals maximum damage to it. So that would be 80 damage if it fails. Moonshine, finish her. <laughs> Mother, come here. Is that you, my child? You want me to kill you? You want to be infected yeah. with Crick Rod? Yeah, I want I want to suckle from the teat of Mother Maribel. And then I mime like I'm going to suckle at her teat, but really I just suck all of the moisture from it until it is dehydrated mushrooms, which I save to use in a chicken stock later. <laughs> <laughs> Moonshine, as you dry out um, the the core of this evil fungal form, um, you see her extremities fall apart um, and form these tiny myconids. You see that whatever this central being was ceases to have control of the network. You see Papa falls down. Papa! You okay? Papa runs over, jumps Get up over to here, you. here, bring the web. I made big talk about how we're going to have you dance out of here on a tutu. Uh, Papa puts uh, <laughs> some of the mycelium around him and starts doing a little dance. Uh, and you see a bunch of um, these little myconids start surrounding you and holding their hands up. Mother, mother, mother. Uh, I don't want this kind of, I don't want this kind of, Blind following. You followed a fool. Mother, mother, mother. <laughs> Just like choruses of it. They try to jump up and join your fungal network. Although nature over nurture. Although in this situation, it would be both because you are nature, but could I nurture you? All right, bring it in. We'll, we'll work out the kinks later. <laughs> Moonshine, you are swarmed by all of these um, uh, various uh, tiny myconids who join your fungal network. Do they feel good? Like they are a good presence? Are they evil? It feels like the power of death. It's it's not good or evil. All right. It is it like um Maribel Maribel's thing. Bring it on. Bring it home, children. Yeah, these are these are Maribel's spores. They're Maribel's spores. All right. You know what, Maribel? I know I was talking shit about you, but I'm gonna do right by your spores. Um, they join your fungal network. Um, Moonshine. You will retain the ability now to be able to uh, do acid damage instead of um, poison. Awesome. Hell yeah. Acid or <laughs> necrotic, you can choose. Oh, wow. oh fuck yeah. Um, and now you're um, now you stand in the middle of this cave uh, and you see the mycelium joins around you and makes like a little dress as you're kind of the fungal queen in the middle of this cave um, and your fungal form is way more monstrous now. I mean, cue Robin's dancing with myself <laughs> because I definitely just, me and Papa have a little dance party. Uh, you and Papa have a dance party. I also do, like, I wanna, um, I wanna get like, um, uh, I wanna use some hit die. Um, okay. To heal you want to take like a, a short bit. rest? Yeah. Yeah, I want to take a short rest, but I kind of want to be like, because I had that connection with Beverly earlier. Uh huh. If I can spy on him in any way, or if I can feel if there's, you know. Do any of you guys have? You have Rosaline. Does he have any kind of? I do. Does I he have, have a spine dagger? Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. 
It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. You can scry on Beverly, so you can okay. see his uh, battle, essentially, yeah. Okay. Oh. You, see, you see where he is. He's far away. Uh, battles are kind of a, uh, a matter of seconds, so it's not like you can just appear and help Unless him, you but you can, you can see. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, Do I have tree stride? Uh, hard one has tree stride, yeah. Let's cut over to hard one and Wilhelm. Back on the greed layer of hell, you see um, clenches his claws around the hammer that shakes there. This is normal. This isn't weird. All right, hit me with it. Yeah. Hammer versus hammer. Let's go. Don't <laughs> Why don't you call the dwarven daddy? The hammer. Oh, I have ways of dealing with tall dwarfins like you. Um, and he breathes fire on you, uses his breath weapon. And hard one, uh, you see the bronze beard king's hammer glows. And for the first time, you will get to use its ability. Uh, Its ability um, lets you once a day do um, a spell called Absorb Elements at a fifth level. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Absorb Elements rules! Uh, So, hard one. Um, First off, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throws because you you probably are going to take a little bit of damage. Uh, That is a 20, not nat. Sweet. Okay, so you 
already take half damage. So he would have done 62 damage to you. But you dodge out of the way, and you're about to take 31. But the hammer glows and absorbs 15 of the damage. You only take 16 damage. And the next time you attack, you may do 5d8s of fire damage as you absorb this fire into your hammer. Awesome. Uh, can I test that out right now? That is your turn. You shouldn't have done that, dude. This, is, this is truly is hell. This must be some kind of vision. This must be some kind of trick. Why would why would you be able to use the hammer? It doesn't make any sense. Here, I'll let you hold it. Uh, that's a 29 to hit. Uh, super hits. 19 damage. 19 regular damage. And then and go now ahead I do and roll 5d8s. Dope, dude. Sorry, it's actually d6s. So go ahead and roll 5d6s. Cool. 15 damage. He is looking extremely injured. Then I'm going to hit him again with his hammer, hopefully. Ooh, but a 16 is not going to do it. 16 doesn't do it. 26 will do it. We'll do it. 19 damage. Hard one. Finish him. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm going to just jump up onto his big dragon head and say... (laughs) Uh, here, if you're worthy, this shouldn't be that heavy. And drop the hammer on it. Uh, instantly just crashes down through his skull. Um, the force of it smashes his face into the coins. Uh, just sizzling radiant damage going into his head uh, as you press it down. The fury of Moradin boring into his skull. Uh, Gemma says, hey. Uh, You press the hammer into his skull until there is um, nothing left. Sick. Is that other king's hammer still here? So yeah, so there is now a giant sizzling hole in this dragon's head. Bronzebeard uh, is no more. He doesn't exist on any plane. Or perhaps he's some like tortured spirit in the river sticks now. He uh, is no longer a dragon. You go down to... um, the claws of his corpse, and you lift one of them up, and you see that the Coldane hammer is still there. All right. Cool. I got a little hammer collection like Beverly has dad's. <laughs> uh, you pick up the Coldane hammer, and you see Coldane uh, reappears, and he goes, got a little bit sweaty there for a second. Got kind of yanked out. Yeah, yeah. I thought you guys just wanted a steam or something. Oh, very good, man. Nice uh, puts up a fist bump. I fist bump him. And he goes... It is up to you how you would use the hammers, but when Moradin bestowed them upon us, the first dwarven kings, the hammers appeared as one great hammer. It is said that they could one day be brought back together. Well, okay. Uh, I guess I might as well just start a small collection. We'll see what happens if we can grab that third one. But two is better than one for now. Uh, So you take... Uh, the Coldane King's Hammer, and you feel like a magnet. They are, like, attracted to each other. I guess I'm going to smash them together like two symbols. You smash them together. Uh, you see the Warhammer gets a little bigger, a little bit more intricate. Um, it now has blue woven in with the red on the handle. Uh, you may now um, you get your Dwarven Daddies back on short rests. You can now also do the reaction absorb elements, and it becomes a plus three hammer. So you've got um, plus three to attack and plus three to damage. 
This is a nice yeah. hammer. It's quite a wood block. Yeah, baby. Oh, I tested out on my wood block. <laughs> <laughs> Ob- sonorous obliterates the wood block. <laughs> no, what? Yeah. But the family band. <laughs> <laughs> that had a lot of sentimental value. <laughs> uh, then we cut over to Bev. Okay. I'm watching. Moonshine is watching. All eyes on me. Bev's dad, once again, going forward with the staggering smite. First attack misses. That's an 18 to hit. Next one is a 14 to hit. That misses. Next one is a critical hit. Oh. Um, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. 17. That is a fail. Ugh. Um, you take 30 damage from the staggering smite. Oh, no. And then 55 damage. I'm down. <sighs> Your father swings into you with this staggering smite. Critical hit right in the chest, right in the heart. Explosion of necrotic energy staggers you back. You feel yourself fading. And then your book begins to glow. And it feels like someone is um, using lay on hands on you. Like somebody <laughs> is doing a healing touch on you. And as someone, as a paladin with your you know familiarity with magic and with holy light and everything, you know what it feels like when moonshine heals you. You know what it feels like when you have a healing potion. This is the same lay on hands that you're father would cast on you like when you fell off a horse when you were first learning how to ride oh. um, this is the the lay hands that was used on you when you um, broke your nose uh, using uh, sparring swords um, when you were first learning to fight as a green teen this feels more like your father than this monster that is in front of you you are healed back up for 70 HP I knew you were still there in one way or another, I knew. And I'm sorry for always falling. That's your turn. All right. I think I got to take the moonshine approach. I think I got to finish this quick. I'm just going to launch myself right in. 29 to hit. Oh, that'll do it. All right. Third level Divine Smite. Fuck your dad up. That's my... Final third level, which means I cannot use uh, Revivify if I were to need it, but I think we're in a good spot. That's five D8s because it's third level, so four plus the extra D8. All right. Uh, 39 damage on the first attack. Ooh, he is looking fucked up. Uh, he, he basically like thought he had the kill shot on you, sword in your chest. All of a sudden your book starts to glow, chest starts to heal up, sword juts back out, um, and you swing on him, burst of holy light. Don't ever say that I don't pay attention in class! <laughs> um, Alright, I'm gonna attack again. Uh, okay, uh, 23 
Hits. Uh, 23. He is going to parry. Okay. Block it. Um, all right, cool. So he blocks that one. Black and white sparks are just flashing everywhere as we uh, light up this chapel. Uh, and in my turn, I'll go ahead and as a bonus action, cast um, Shield of Faith on myself. Oh, sweet. To give myself an extra two AC. Oh, that's good. Yeah. He is just going to um, swing down on you. Uh, ooh, that is a shout out to the two crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, holy shit. Shout out to the two crew. Wow. <laughs> Come yes. on, stop goofing the around, Bev Senior. The dice devil, dice Christ. Uh, he does hit on the last one. Okay. 25 damage. And that's it? That's just 25 straight up? That's it. All right. And then that is your turn, Beverly. So as my bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and use uh, the amulet. So I just want to like get that out of the way. Okay, sweet. Smart. Um, um, Bev, tides of the battle have turned. Mm-hmm. Holy light of Pelor shines you. bright from your amulet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you are this glowing beacon of hope. Uh, you see some of the fires start to go out around the chapel. Do I see any of those like weird wingless angels around? Yeah. Can I like rally them to my cause? Um, go ahead and um, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> what was the name of that box that you were talking about last episode? Oh, a kitten caboodle. I have a kitten caboodle full of feathers. <laughs> I will give you beautiful rainbow wings. Come to me, my flock. <laughs> uh, 20, not Nat. Jeez. Um, yeah, they give you, uh, you see that there are two in here. One um, that was doing movements as if it was weeping. It was mm. like curled in a ball. Um, and it gets up and it rushes forward. Um, and it, it starts wrestling with your dad, gives you the help action. Um, it's going to give you advantage on your attack. Nice. Let's attack. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and I'll say there's another one doing that too. So you get advantage on both. <laughs> the roughhousing with him? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knock it off. He's, Stop roughhousing in church. He's ticklish under the knee. I'm not. <laughs> the right knee. 21 to hit? Uh, he's going to parry that one. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Shout out to the two crew. Yikes. Uh, roll with advantage. Roll with advantage. 21 again. That hits. Yeah! He can't, yeah. Can't, he can't parry twice. Nice. the parries. All right. Um, yeah, I got one more second level slot, I believe. So I'm going to use that uh, second level smite. 30 damage. Beverly. Oh, no. Finish him. <laughs> My sword glows with, like, an even cooler gray light than it normally does. And I just walk slowly towards him. And I say, Mom's waiting for you. And she'll keep waiting. You know how patient she is. <laughs> I mean, she raised me for peace's sake. And I want to try and cast banishment on him to send him to a place where Ilsaid can't reach him. I'm going to have him roll a charisma saving throw. Bev. You hold your hand up You cast banishment to cast your father out of the nine hells. You see a streak of white light shoots from your palm, hits your father 
in the chest and he jerks back like he's in pain at first and then looks baffled for a second, looks at these strange angel monsters that he's fighting, looks at you, and you see he begins fading away. And he goes, Thanks, Beth. I always, I knew I could make the deal because I, I knew you'd stop me. I never have to worry with you. And I don't want you to have to worry about me. Just be safe. And we'll be together again soon. I love you. I love you, Bev. Your father starts to weep. And you see a vision of an angelic woman with a wimple. (laughs) Take him into her arms. Is he going to shadow What? It's the Dusk Mother. The Dusk Mother. Yes. Uh, and you see your father disappears with her to a place where people can atone for their sins. I drop my sword it clanks to the floor, and I hug the space where he was, and then I fall to my knees. Uh, you see the two angelic figures next to you put their hands on you and try to comfort you. It's actually, your hands are very dry. <laughs> just <laughs> Dryly. It's just, it's, you really could use like a little lotion or something like that. I'm watching this all from the sky <laughs> sword. I've got milk duds stuck in my teeth. <laughs> this is a damn, this is a good one, huh? <sighs> I think I look over at the like headless face of Pelor <laughs> and I just flash him a hang loose sign. And then I collapse onto the floor in a ball and I weep. So Bev is uh in this chapel alone with these strange angel creatures, um, Moonshine. Mm. Now that you have connected into Maribel's fungal network, you feel a deep understanding and connection to this layer of hell, um, to the earth here itself. Uh, You also happen to be in between the uh, layer that the other two guys are on. You are in the fifth circle of hell, Anger. While Hard One is on the fourth level, Greed, and Beverly is on the sixth level, uh, Heresy. Moonshine Maribel's fungal network is all along the top and bottom of this layer of hell, so you can literally move the earth. Okay, so I guess I want to hold my hands up to the ceiling and kind of like knock, looking for like the heaviest, hardest, most muscular uh, presence, you know? Mm, Oh, yeah, totally. Like knocking (laughs) to see like where it sounds like, oh, something up there is. Uh, Hard one, go ahead and give me a um, strength check. (laughs) Strength check? Yeah, just to see if you're the strongest up there because there's a lot of people that have been digging up here for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a uh, 14. 14. Um, you see that there are some pretty jacked yeah, people well, that are going more through. more shredded than um, jacked. 
<laughs> Moonshine, you kind of feel pings in all directions. Lithe and lean arms, I would imagine. All right, then I just part the mycelium and pop my head up like a gopher. Hard one. Hey, I'm looking for hard one. Sure, <laughs> Excuse hard me. One. I know that. I know sure, that. Hard, over there. hard one. You see in um, this one pocket of this uh, floor of treasure, uh, there's suddenly like a whirlpool of gold that drops out um, and moonshine rises in a um, web of fungus. Hard one, sure foot is who I'm looking for. If anyone can help me. Here I am, right oh. here. Yeah. Wow, a lot of this gold just went into your pockets by accident. Doubling <laughs> oh, your shit. net worth, I am might I imagine. Am I getting richer? Man. <laughs> you don't even have to do shit. It's funny. Like, money, it's it's like it senses if you don't care about it. it I just think I'm nagging money. Wow. <laughs> uh, you look around at all of the people around you, just like coveting all of this gold and everything and digging through it and all of that. And um, Coldane. Uh, who's who's still like outside the hammer goes I think maybe don't take anything from here okay this is sort of a look don't touch situation I'll scoop some of the stuff yeah. from her pockets okay yeah that's fine honestly like I said we don't really want we it we don't give a shit um Coldane do you want to come we're, we're going downstairs yeah, I'm in the hammer, man. Unless oh. you want to leave the hammer oh sorry I thought that you had okay never mind yeah um oh Damn, what's up with your hammer? Yeah, the hammer's gotten bigger. I have not gotten smaller. Did you like get okay. it detailed? <laughs> I, yeah, you... I got it. I polished it up. It's two hammers. So now. the hammer grew. Yeah, the hammer grew. Not the inverse. I'm growing a little bit as well. <laughs> uh, Did you in get tandem. A haircut? Yes. I, <laughs> high and tight. <laughs> Singed off by the dragon. Um, okay. Yeah, well, um Bev's Bev's in trouble. Okay. Not, um, I, not yeah, that no, I'm let's... sure you wanted to stay in this layer of hell. I'd love to leave. By the way, you look a little bit more ferocious than normal. Thank in you. In an excellent way. My network say. is expanding. It's all about networking. <laughs> Network and net worth. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting pretty good at networking. I'll tell you all about it later. Yeah, you know what? Nothing says hell like networking. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Follow me, it's gonna be real slimy. And I make a nice mycelium path. I make a nice um, mycelium, like sort of um, water park zoom flume down to the uh, layer that uh, Bev is so that we can all kind of like pop out. Hey, Moonshot, I hope Bev is having as much fun as I am in hell. It's not good. I've been watching, I've been scrying. Oh. We're going into a sensitive situation. I won't mention my new hammer right away. Yeah, I would say hide the hammer. Cool. <laughs> hide the hammer, yeah. So together, um, you guys sink. Uh, Wait, through- do you know where Balnor went? Huh. I start digging furiously through the gold. <laughs> you instantly, you feel like you'll maybe find him if you just keep looking. That's what you desire most. I think I'm close, Moonshine. Okay, I grab him. <laughs> we zoom flume. So you resume the flume. Um, Moonshine, you lead um, hard one down from um, the fourth layer of hell down to the fifth layer and through the bottom of the fifth layer until you get down to the sixth layer of hell um, where... Beverly is. Um, you see burning buildings all around you and a church of Pelor with the windows broken. Um, you catch a glimpse of these strange angels um, on the inside. And Moonshine, you know from scrying that this is where Beverly is. Okay, everyone, 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 I know that was fun, but we got to put on our serious faces. I'm okay. trying to stop smiling. I know, I know. Oh, wow, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I cast it, create water and food. So. <laughs> okay, 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 let's go in. Um, I think I slowly approach the um, Church of Pelor, 
and I think I want to like maybe call, uh, maybe just like look in the window because I, you know, if he needs privacy. Yeah, um, Beverly, what are you doing inside the chapel? Um, I think I've gotten up off the floor at this point, and I am over by uh, an open flame. Um, and I am systematically taking all of the drafts of the letter that my dad wrote to me uh, when I found his study in Galateron, and I'm putting them into the flame because I don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are n- going to wait for him to finish doing that. Harbon, do you have your wood block? Because it might be fun to like go in family band style. Bad news about the wood block. <laughs> <laughs> what? I smashed it to smithereens testing out my new hammer. You sacrificed the family I, band for a fancy new hammer? I, I was trying to practice. <laughs> okay, well, you're going to have to find a new instrument quick. Papa, do you know how to whittle? <laughs> Me? Uh, Papa, really quick, um, whittles together a very crude wood block. All right, well, <laughs> you see, Papa was like making a Christmas present for you. It's uh, a long way from where uh, he wanted to get it. <laughs> Could use a coat of varnish, but this will definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's let's play a little tune, okay. a nice mellow one, and okay. I won't use my hammer. I bring out New Betsy, and I I play a a tune that is like nostalgic, but not fully sad, but not happy either. I keep it's, perfect time. Feels like it feels like kind of like um a the kind of tune that will play when you're um in like a warm inn and you just got in from a snowstorm. Uh, go ahead mm. and play and do a uh, performance check. With advantage? Uh, I'll <laughs> let Moonshine just do it with advantage. You give her a help action by backing her up. Tight. 18. Ooh. You guys sound pretty good. Um, Beverly, um, in this awful, dark place, uh, you hear the sounds of your friends um, playing a surprisingly good, comforting tune. Hard one is keeping better time than ever. <laughs> and Papa is wearing a tutu of mausoleum and sort of doing like an interpretive, uh, joyful dance. Mm. Wow, that sounds exactly like sitting by a fireplace. <laughs> That's what I was going for. It's like listening to cider. That's amazing. <laughs> um... I, I hope you don't mind, but I checked in on you and I saw what happened. And No, I'm, that's I'm glad you were watching. I just know that in the coming days you are going to second guess if you did the right thing every single day, and I want to be the first voice to tell you you did the right thing. I couldn't have done the right thing if it weren't for both of you. You are who I thought of in those moments. I knew that, you know, even if I had to send my dad away, that nothing can keep me from continuing on with y'all. And I hugged them. It's hard for me to keep time and talk <laughs> at the same it's time. Actually, you just hit it. It's actually uh, very easy to no, do. Yeah, the uh-huh. rhythm is kind of going to shit. I dropped the block. Papa dives into the fire to grab it. <laughs> Papa catches on fire and starts running around. <laughs> Whoa, way to forge this thing. Stop, drops, and rolls. (laughs) Um, I asked them if they want to join me in, like, a traditional Galateron. Funeral tune doesn't seem right, but maybe, like, the tune you sing. Remembrance tune. Yeah, a remembrance tune, or maybe, like, the tune you would sing and play for someone that's, like, going off to war. I 
Absolutely. A good old fashioned Beverly um haunted haunting boy song. Yeah, another haunting boy song yes. for sure. I would be honored to fiddle under your voice. <laughs> under <laughs> your beautiful boy voice. Uh, Bev, yeah. Bev, go ahead and give me a performance check okay. with advantage. Performance? Yeah. Uh that's going to be a twenty not nat. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tarry no longer in this fell land. You have adventures and they are grand. Nevermore shall we be. But once in the future, I hope to see. Clackety, clack, clack, clack. <laughs> clack, clack. <laughs> that was um, beautiful, Beth. You again. <laughs> I didn't get to finish. Um, You guys suddenly feel the flames grow hotter around you and you see the headless statue of Pelor cracks even more. Um, there's a little shake to the earth, a little earthquake, and you once again hear Ilsed's voice in your head. That's rude. That's art, man. Congratulations, very good. Yeah. You are victorious. You killed your dad. Wait, what happened? He is in a place where you can never touch him again. And he's repenting even though he doesn't need to. And I will see him again. That is the hardest choice I've ever had to make. And when I get down to where you are, that's going to be the easiest decision. Yeah, yeah I got to be honest. All this talk about, oh, why would you fight me when you could be up fighting Theala? Don't you think that we're just fucking wetting our blade on you so that we can go defeat Theala? You're warm-ups. Yeah, you're just fucking making us stronger. Yeah, the only the only warm-up that's going on here is just hellfire. Uh, you see the flames <laughs> get a little bit hotter. Yeah, and I fucking love it. It do feels you? like a yeah. cozy Do you love this? It, it gets a like a little bit closer to you. You can tell he doesn't have full control over it. He's trying his hardest. Mm, I cast, I'll just, are you burnt yet? I cast Sleet Storm outside, <laughs> and then I'm like, baby. Is oh, this is perfect. You got a crawfish that I can roast on this thing? <laughs> Bev starts doing hot yoga. <laughs> Shay style. Wow. <laughs> okay, everyone well. goofing around on the on the chat as as usual, I see. <laughs> I do want you to know something. Beverly Togold, you and I aren't so different. Because today I too will kill a dad. Your friend Where is he? Yeah. I know where I know what you're fucking getting at. He is on the seventh layer of hell as we speak. A layer of violence. A playground for my experiments. Tell me, are you familiar with the god husks? Yeah. They smell great. They Look do awesome. love a husk musk. What of it? I don't think you're going to like this musk very much. <laughs> 
And that's where we'll end our session. No. <laughs> no. Let it be known that we ended an episode on, I don't think you're going to like, like this musk very much. <laughs> that makes me want to see a compilation of all of our, all of the mm-hmm. last line before, and that's where we'll end our episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the, like one of the more serious episodes and one of the more stupid endings. <laughs> Perfect counterbalance. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Uh, I feel like Husk is the new Wimple. Hashtag Husk yes. is the new Wimple. Absolutely. Husk, star song. Wimple. This is the world we are building, and I want to live in it. (laughs) Uh, Great. Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, You can check us out on Patreon uh, to listen to our short rest. That's at patreon.com slash nadpod, N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Don't want to. Um, we got some things to plug. Uh, watch me and Emily's sketch show. It's called Hot Date. It's on Pop TV on Fridays, 10 and 1030. You can also uh, watch all of the episodes on the Pop Now app. So check that out. Caldo, what do you got? Ooh, we got a P.O. box. It's at 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. It is uh, fit to burst right now. I haven't checked it in a while, but uh, there's a lot of goodies there. I'm excited to share them with everyone. Uh so yeah, keep sending us stuff, and we'll shout you out. Appreciate you. Oh yeah, Jake, what do you got? Uh, Jake's mom's cookies dot com. Yeah, Yum. my mom's cookie delivery business. Whoa, I haven't, I haven't had these cookies. You should. How do I get I'll, them? I'll, I'll bring a box next time I come out here. No, let me. Yeah. I want to do it the real way. Jake's mom's cookies dot com. You All can right. order. You can order them. She's doing it right now. Free? Yes, she could definitely do gluten Whoa. free. Yeah. She can hook you up. What up? Uh, guys, follow us on Twitter at CHMurf is me, at Caldy's Caldwell, at Expert is Emily, and at Jake Hurwitz is Jake, and you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD, that's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, the youth of the nation. We are, we are, youth of the nation. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Y'all so sweet to us. Starting with Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., Steelbreaker, and Spencer Caskbrew, a group of delegates from the Astral Council currently floating through the cold reaches of space. Fingers crossed y'all find a husk to chill in soon. Fingers and toes indeed. Beardman, Dan, Hermes W., Spartus, Adam R., Danielle, the dastardly Dan, they are a bunch of green teens who invited Beverly to play kickball on the day he had to watch his dad execute the vizier. They got ice cream afterward, too. All in all, a pretty dope day. Haldor Frostback, Multifor, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S., and Cutter W., five demon husks who were sent to capture Balnor, but ended up being transformed into angels after he offered them a sip of the heavenly nectar known as Bud Heavy. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C., Mixologist Michael McD., Andrew M., and Balnor's Boy, a group of mushroom people who have rebuilt Cragwater into a thriving, independent community. Rumor has it they're getting a Panera next year. Ooh. Justin I, Jacob C, Elena M, Mick Pox, and Earl and Kathleen L, a colony of bazinga bees that flies across the Feywild in search of delicious pollen and DVD box sets of young Sheldon to present to their queen, Bazinga. <laughs> I just that quiet. Bazinga. Daniel R, Destin C, Devin B, Jab G, and Jostrich. Five Esri chefs currently competing in the great Bohemian Bake Off. This week they face their greatest challenge yet, recreating Martha Togold's famous sticky buns while also 
keeping hard one from eating them before they cool. That's a tough one. Sergio, Salazar, Solomon, Zacharias de Sequani, Michael L, Sam H, Trele the Crayfay, and of course Aaron G, five Knights of Penance currently under Bev Senior's command in Shadowfell. Since he took over, goofing off and playing grab ass is at an all-time low, while Hustle has improved by nearly 300%. The Dusk Mother chose well. It's so weird to see grab ass written as one word. <laughs> grab ass. Alucard, Jory S, Baby Duck, Adam H, and Ryan, the Dusk Fathers. These deities dwell in the afterlife, taking repentant souls out to fast food, then making them promise not to tell the Dusk Mother. Ooh, uh, then we got Big Buck, Richard X Machina, Cannibalistic Cthulhu, Sam L, and of course Troy McSee. The restaurant tours behind Jumbalay, Esri's hottest new crick themed eatery. Yes, there's an umlaut over one of the A's, and yes, the gumbo is deconstructed, and yes, they have a crick water sommelier. You know, Appropriative, but also sounds. I kind of want to play out that. I kind of want to play out that scene. Yeah, I was gonna say right. Dom R, Josh S, Blitzbreed, Dimitri, and Caleb Storm, a cycling team who competes in the annual Tour de Corde. It's a grueling bike competition that goes over mountains, underwater, through every layer of hell all the way to the astral plane, then uses a wish spell to go back in time and make you do it all over again. Brutal. Nicholas C., Mike H., Matthew E., Samuel B., and Tilford G., a network of spores with a really dysfunctional relationship. Like, yeah, they're a network and they'll always be a network, but do they have to spend every holiday together? Ugh, I mean, right? Gage M., Aaron C., Bahumia's fiercest L&D, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, and Trast the Traveler. They are a group of wizards who play a weekly game of pickup basketball. Not to be confused with the Washington Wizards, who also play basketball, but are not real wizards and are instead frauds and pretenders. Anime Intellect, Zolo Dolo, Larissa J, Dylan CM, the wannabe DM, and of course Kelvin Noodles, the friends of Bahumia. We don't check in with them ever, but they live in impossibly nice apartments in Esri across the hallway from each other and spend all day complaining about their careers and relationships at a local coffee house. Uh, also, they're all automatons. Even more fun! Colton B., B-Money, J, Heartless Master, and CC Lulu, a group of druids who formed the movement called Rude Awakening, which opposes the use of the Awaken spell because it of its humanoid-centric bias. I gotta tell you, Moonshine would fit right in with them. Yeah, I think so. Joshua C, Aiden R, Ellie K, Luke H, and Zach C, a crew of Ilsed's necromancer buddies at Glade Home University who partied with him. They would summon skeletons to chug beers, then chug from the skeletons rib cages. It was epic. Wow. Ilsed is a monster though, so uh, come get your boy. Yeah. I'm Hopeless, Timmy R, Alex M, Aaron Sully, and Eric G, members of a pop band called Green Dream, made up of green teens. I'm Hopeless is the cute one, Timmy is the tough one, Alex is the shy one, Aaron is the star, and Eric is secretly an anti-paladin planning on betraying all of them. They're always, they're always as one. Right? Uh, Lucas B, Ruben A, Jordan L, Laura S and of course Jay Parker, a crew of stray tabaxi vigilantes who roam the streets of Outer Esri, oh. catching rat folk criminals. Oh no, Emily has just invited them to live in our house. Now they're inviting more of their friends. There are 27 of them. This is too close to home. <laughs> Very literally. Austin C, Austin MR, just a pissed off Tris, aka Touch It. 
Kaylee, Elise, and Barnesinator, a squadron of elite griffin-riding angels. Why do they need griffins if they've already got wings? Because it's fucking rad, that's why. Devin W., Shinoa B., Jared E., and Persephone, a crew of turtle folk detectives known for their slow, thorough investigation process. These turtle sleuths are finally about to crack the case of the missing green teens in Moonstone. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait to see what they found. Reese N.S., Belle in the Bar, Jackie, Haley, and Eric and Andrea B., VIP members of Shay's Hot Yoga Gym. This is the most flexible crew in Moonstone, and they're so toned and desirable. They could have a pick of any of the village's eligible bachelors, which is mostly gruff fishermen. They should probably move. Stephen C., Diane W., Maxwell C., Mike K., and Michael M., the Knights of Pelor's God Guard. They all fly around on giant parakeets with a margarita in one hand and a ukulele in the other. They're here to bring justice, but they're chill about it. Omri M., Callum L., Charo Arcadius, Scott D., Nothor the Prodigy Ranger, a group of heroic gnomes who are still pulling tricks in Galateron. Their latest caper was straight up shitting in a giant vat of the Chosen's milk. Shane B, The Pinch, Dan, Richard C, and Karen T, a bunch of adorable dwarfins who were just adopted by Denny Pebblepot. Don't ever listen to your dad, kids. Curtis S, Michael C, BJL, Nikki W, and Andrew B, pregnant elk moonshine's elkin litter. They're looking for their mother and are thankfully still being nourished by a river of milk she left in her wake. Disgusting. <laughs> Christopher B, Pete C, Barris, and Ken of the Wizard. Tower, Jonathan the Arcadian Gamesmith, and Nicholas P, a group of stray skeleton cats. Luckily, Erdan has a sense of hospitality and leaves food outside his door day and night, not unlike <laughs> Emily Axford. You're my queen. I am getting called out today. Robert F, Kevin M, Jake L, and Doobie Ashtray, Balnor's drinking buddies. Some nights after work, Balnor meets this crew out at the bar to watch a game and unwind by drinking himself into a Stupor on Bud Heavies. This is the crew that walks Balnor home. I am the Atlas, Ryan C, Andrea W, Esme M, and Robert Ulfgar's new team of therapists. Wow. He went to one session with a single doc and they were like, no, these walls are too high, too thick. This requires a doc squad. Wow, a doc battering ram, really. Mm. Angel B, Raul N, Grace G, Jens Christian T, and Joe McG, artisanal jam purveyors and Nyack's greatest fear. Sure, their jelly is delicious, but in the wrong hands or under the wrong feet, it can be fatal. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you to our Council of Elders and all of our Patreon subscribers. We'll be back uh, next week with another episode. But in the meantime, head on over to our Patreon to listen to our short rest. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>